Everybody and happy 25th of January 2025. It's me. I am not going to be doing a show today. I um, I still feel like crap, so I'm going to post the week in effing review. So if you don't like swearing, don't listen beyond this. It's just I got a headache and a slight temperature, and then it's a bigger temperature, and then the chills, and it's just just a mess. <clears throat> I'm feeling better than I did yesterday. But I still don't feel anywhere near good. So hopefully I'll be back tomorrow. But at least you get some new content with the Week in Effin' Review here. I believe it's all about Biden and documents, if I can remember correctly. If not, it'll be a surprise to everybody. I don't have any idea. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient. Uh, Hopefully I'll be back tomorrow. No matter how shitty your day was, your week was, your month was, your year was, your life has been so far, no matter what. At least you're not Alec Baldwin. So you got that going for you. It's the Week in Fucking Review. Happy fucking weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's the 21st day of January 2023. Oh, man, happy Saturday. God damn, don't you need a Saturday? Yes, uh, no matter how shitty your life is, be thankful that you're not Alec Baldwin. You're gonna, Oh, everything's falling apart. My dog bit me, my wife left me, my kids hate me, but everybody came over to the neighborhood and beat the shit out of me. But you know what? I'm not Alec Baldwin, so I'm doing all I'm ahead of the curve. Yeah. You can pretty much say that you're not a Baldwin family member and you're ahead of the curve. And I say, and you know, if somebody will inevitably send you to talk about the Baldwins, you talk about Alec Baldwin, you talk about any Baldwin, somebody will send you a, a, a message saying the only good member of the Baldwin family is Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin is not a member of the Baldwin family. I mean, the Baldwin obviously is a member of the Baldwin family, just not that Baldwin family. There's no relation there, thank fucking God. It's... Uh, Tito, Jermaine, and uh, Mike, I don't know who the fuck, are they, who, Stephen, because he was in The Usual Suspects, Billy, because he was in that shitty movie where at least we got to see Cindy Crawford's tits, and then the fat one, who was always the drug, Billy, no, no, that's not Billy, that's, uh, I don't even know, whatever the fucking one that was always on like Celebrity Rehab, every every other season he seemed to be on Celebrity Rehab, or something, those are the, and Alec, I have met well, I met Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin is a good guy. I like Adam Baldwin. Get along with Adam Baldwin because he's not related to those Baldwins. I, of those Baldwins, I met Stephen Baldwin once. Whenever the fucking uh, Republican convention was in Minneapolis, St. Paul in 2008, I think it was. It's 2008, I was doing a podcast that's long since lost in the ether. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. Well, I do know what happened to it. I stopped paying for the renewal of the the domain name and everything that got posted got disappeared. But um, it was a first Friday podcast. It was for a happy hour that I'd started in Washington, D.C. It actually started when I was at Heritage. And uh, then I just took it over because nobody was, they were just going to let it die when me and my friends started leaving. I was like, fuck this. Let's make something of it. And I made it into the biggest conservative happy hour in Washington, D.C. for probably three or four years. 
it was a blast. Everybody came. Speaker of the House came to it, the chairman of the RNC. Unfortunately, it was Michael Steele at the time. Christopher Hitchens, that's where I became friends with Christopher Hitchens. It was a fucking blast. It was an absolute blast. Newt Gingrich came. Boehner came, trolling for tail. It was pretty funny. He showed, he's the only guest who showed up shit-faced already. But uh, we're all sitting around. What the fuck was I talking Oh, we went to the uh, Republican convention, me and my friend Heath. Well, I actually went there with uh, when I was working at ATR, so we uh, I didn't have to pay for anything. But we were also recording interviews for the podcast. Talked to Chris Matthews, talked to David Gregor. This is back when MSNBC wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. It was okay. It was lefty, but it was okay. Talked to John Voigt. We talked to fucking everybody. And every and my friend Heath was as cold as shit, uh, rainy and wet, not snowy. And my friend, he, somebody said that I would look, they thought I was Alan Rickman. They thought I was, well, they didn't think I was Adam Rickman. I don't think they knew who the fuck Adam Rickman was, or Alan Rickman. They said that, uh, I, I, is that the guy who, because Heath pulls the, don't you know who that is, kind of to these drunks that we saw from the convention. And he goes, don't you know who that, don't you know who my friend is? It's like, is he the guy who played Snape in Harry Potter? Yeah, it is. And suddenly these guys fucking followed us. For about 45 minutes because they were convinced that we were going to all the good parties. But anyway, I don't know why that came up. But yeah, it was fucking hilarious. It was a mess. But in the convention center, I had, it wasn't all access everywhere passes, but we had access most places passes that I got from ATR. And there's fucking, you know, you can meet Charlie Daniels. You meet all the, the typical Republican convention attendees back before now now it's a fucking hate crime you just you'd have difficulty working in certain segments back in 2008 now they'd fucking kick you out of the industry in 2023 that's how things have changed the left the tolerant fuck nuggets on the left but there's Stephen Baldwin and I don't know why I didn't give a fuck about Stephen Baldwin I loved the usual suspects I thought he was great in the usual suspects but then when you go from usual suspects like a a series of Pauly Shore and Pauly Shore-esque movies. I'm like, wow, there's some, something's not right. Something's not, something's not going to work out for this dude. But he's sitting there, and there's a picture of me on my Facebook page, I think somewhere, that Heath took of me standing near Stephen Baldwin. The only thing I remember about Stephen Baldwin, he was, he was you know, the big religious conservative. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't fucking know. But Stephen Baldwin, at that point, in that circumstance anyway, in the convention center, gave off the aura that you were fucking lucky to be standing in his 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 shadow, his, his, his proximity. And I remember thinking, fuck, dude, I, I got nothing to talk to you about. Like, I'm, I was here. You came, it was just one of those obnoxious things where you're just like, God, what a douche. You just walk away like, what a douche. Maybe he's a great person one-on-one, and when there are other people around, he puts on airs, or maybe he was just nervous at that time, or whatever the fuck it was. You just walk away, and you have that feeling of like, ugh, what an asshole. So that was my brush with Baldwinism. And, you know, I came out unscathed. I was not shot by a Baldwin. So, you know, most of us have that going for us. Unfortunately, the... um, cinematographer on Rust did not have that, and Alec Baldwin has now been charged with two... I still haven't gotten a fucking sensible... 
I've had a lot of wild speculation, but I've never gotten a sensible legal explanation as to how the fuck you're charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter for killing one person. I don't know how that works. Now, if you if you killed the director too, then for fine, I get it. But you didn't kill the director. You wong, winged the director. Is that how you say it? Anyway, who gives a fuck? I'm sure that Alec Baldwin is having a hellacious weekend, but I hope you're having a good one. And I'm sure that Joe Biden is actually having a fine weekend, too, because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. This week, we learned more about the president of the United States and his sticky fucking fingers. You know Hunter Biden has sticky fingers. You do not want to have like a quarter bag of weed around Hunter Biden unless you keep that shit in your pocket and your pants are tight or you got cargo shorts on where you can zip up the pockets or something because Hunter Biden will walk out with your shit and Joe Biden will walk out with your shit. Joe Biden will fucking take off with your classified documents. He'll take off with your bank statements. He'll sniff your wife's hair, shove your daughter against the refrigerator and finger banger, and probably impregnate the dog. That's just a normal day that ends in Y for the president of the United States because he's got what? He's got plausible deniability at the end of the day. Senility is a hell of a fucking thing where you're just like, hey, man, Oopsie, my bad. I didn't realize that those things that are top secret were top fucking secret. I don't know what his excuse is. Because Joe Biden will not answer questions. The historic Karine Jean-Pierre suddenly turns into Vinnie Barber fucking Reno going, who, what, where, when, how? I wasn't even here. Every time there's a question, I refer you to the people who also tell you they won't give you a fucking answer. Oh, I'm going to refer you to the people who also won't tell you they're going to get a fucking answer. Nope, they're going to, that's something for the people who won't give you a fucking answer to talk to. Hey, hey, uh... Would you maybe bring those people that you keep referring us to that don't give us a fucking answer? Would you bring them in here maybe so that you can tell them that they're supposed to give us a fucking answer? No, fuck you. Not doing that. She is the worst human being at her job. And what's amazing to me is that by, I don't know, if there's nothing new, they don't find more development, there's no more leakage, there's no more actual reporting or anything. By the middle of next week... These same assholes who are sitting there frustrated as fuck talking to Karine Jean-Pierre going, just answer some fucking questions, you dumb twat. We'll be back to asking her basic questions. So the president, um, those evil Republicans won't give the president what he wants. What is the president's plan to go about getting them anyway? Where does this fall on the thing? That, that's what they'll be back to. They'll be back to being fucking lapdogs before you know it. That's why I hate these people and why I get annoyed when conservatives are going, oh, they're doing some real journalism up there today on Capitol Hill. Yeah, they're doing journalism on Capitol Hill, have some semblance of it because they feel fucking cheated. It's one thing, like, it's finding out that you're, you're the woman you've been screwing around, the married woman you've been screwing around with fucking blew her husband last night. Like, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. What, are you, what the fuck, man? You're going to go and have sex with him? I don't think so. Oh, I feel cheated. I feel violated. Like, well, is my fucking husband, you know? Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. That just seems like bullshit. That's what they're mad about. They're mad that they were made to look like they're not doing their fucking jobs. They're not mad that they're not doing their jobs. They're mad that, hey, how did this happen? How did this sneak past us? How did we miss this? And why did you guys lie to us? What's well, really fucking simple why they lied to you. 
if they'd have reported it to you, if they'd have told you the fucking truth, there's a possibility that all the hammering the Democrats did against Republicans by using Donald Trump and classified documents as a weapon during the midterm would have fucking blown up, would have disappeared. And they're like, oh, fuck, we can't do that. It could have been the whole Republicans pointing out how hypocritical Democrats were. But, no, that's why they didn't fucking do it. Now, the media is like, you should have told us. Not because they desperately wanted to fucking report it. Because they would help cover it up. It would have been a two-day story if they had told it. Then, well, it's a week before the election. The president's got his own problem with classified documents. But it ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. That would have been the gist of it. This shit would have been over. Instead, they hid it. The Democratic media is mad that the Democrats hid this from them, that the White House hid this from them, rather than they fucking did it. With Donald Trump, they're mad that he exists. And they'll look for any sort of delivery device to just justify their fucking anger. It's, it's a totally different world. So these fuckers will go back to passionate indifference. Just, uh, give you an example. Remember a year ago or less than a year, more than a year ago, when the withdrawal of Afghanistan was happening, that absolute shit show, 13 American soldiers killed, people falling from fucking planes, leaving billions of dollars of material, of serious weaponry and everything behind for these terrorist motherfuckers. They didn't even fucking destroy it. They're not going to take it. They didn't even fucking destroy it. Kabul falls while the U.S. is still fucking there. They had to stay a little bit extra. Joe Biden wasn't going to stay any longer than he had to. Oh, God damn it, I've got to stay a little bit longer. There are still Americans abandoned in Afghanistan and our allies abandoned in Afghanistan. Meanwhile, they're fucking grabbing any asshole off the streets going, come on, let's go to America. So we can, we got 120,000 people out of the country. Any of them... You know, I don't know, translators work with American service men and women, or did you just grab random douchebags who didn't bother running through any kind of background check system? Because that's what we ended up with. We left the fucking people who are, you know, threatening to be killed by the Taliban, and we took random assholes who wanted to come to the United States. It's the biggest clusterfuck, and for about a week, the media was reporting on it because you got people falling from fucking planes. You got. People sending out videos, reporters, mostly reporters were reporting on it, not because they gave a shit, not because they're like, how dare the United States of America act this way, be such a shitty country, fuck this guy, this Biden administration. It wasn't because of that. The only reason they had any reporting on that was because they, people in newsrooms, people with press passes, were getting phone calls and messages, desperate phone calls and messages from the people that they worked with when they were over in Afghanistan. So that's the thing. For a while, Afghanistan was, well, you got to fucking pay your dues. You got to go over there and get your bone, earn your bones over there in Afghanistan, cover Afghanistan. So a whole bunch of reporters from all different outlets, they went over there for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, and they were all assigned because they were, you know, working, coordinating through the military. They were all assigned translators and guides or whatever. They never really went anywhere. Most of them never went anywhere unsafe. But they built up this relationship with the person who was working as a translator because the fucking asshole from CBS News isn't going to know anything about speaking Arabic or whatever the hell they speak in Afghanistan. So they exchanged phone numbers, keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they did. I think most of it was that kind of bullshit way that you sign somebody's high school yearbook. Like, Carl, 
We we sat in chemistry class together. It was a blast. Wah, wah, wah. Keep in touch, and you put your phone number down there. And if Carl ever fucking called you, you'd be like, the fuck you calling me for? Well, you wrote keep in touch. And my, and my, yeah, no shit I did. But I just wrote that on everything because I didn't know what... Uh, we sat next to each other in chemistry class for a fucking semester. I don't fucking know you, dude. Get off my phone. That's what... I, nobody calls. Carl never calls. All those chicks are like, keep it... T- you're a really funny guy. Keep in touch. If I had called them up and said, hey, man, maybe you want to do something, maybe go out and uh, go to a party, have a drink, they'd be like, ew, gross. No fucking way. No. <laughs> maybe you want to show me them titties of yours. No. They don't want that. Nobody wants... You keep in touch with the people you're going to keep in touch with anyway. Nobody goes, you know, I was just going to let this relationship go until I saw what you wrote in my yearbook when you said keep in touch. And now now I, I'm sitting outside your house with a fucking Lloyd Dobler boombox over my head blasting Peter Gabriel talking about how we should have gone to prom together. No fucking way. That's how these reporters probably meant that. But then suddenly their phones start blowing up going, hey, this is Hassan. I uh, saved your fucking life, saved your ass in Afghanistan. I need you to help me get out of this fucking country because the Taliban wants to kill me because I saved your ass. And so they all had easy stories. They all had a real emotional attachment to it. So for about a week and a half, maybe, they reported honestly. And then when the planes took off and the Biden administration goes, that's it. We got everybody out. And oh, they're still getting these text messages and everything. They said there was two days of stories, but we didn't get shit out. There was nothing. And then it was moving on. You had your chance. Get on a fucking motorcycle or whatever and try to walk to a border. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. The story stopped being a story. The 13 service members murdered by a terrorist bomb it's no longer a big fucking deal joe biden goes i gotta go meet these goddamn caskets at uh, dover air force base god damn it and he kept checking his watch the cocksucker honestly kept checking his fucking watch how long is this how long does it take to get 13 bodies off a fucking plane couldn't you just jack up the front end and wouldn't they come rolling out like what the fuck and now it's it's no big deal no big deal they don't even bother talking about it They don't bother talking about it. All that righteous indignation was bullshit. It was a load of crap. And so we have a fine example of journalism because after like a week of running like a fucking schoolgirl away from her boy crush, uh, Joe Biden finally got somewhere he couldn't immediately run away crying and screaming or pretend the helicopter was blocking out his ability to hear when he went out to California to talk about how when it fucking rains in a goddamn irrigated desert, bad things happen. Big fucking deal. Hey, you know what? You know what happens in the Rocky Mountains? What happens in most mountain ranges when it gets a fuck ton of rain? Mudslides. It had no goddamn thing to do with California and climate change. It's called you stack up a bunch of fucking dirt and then you get it wet. And some of it breaks loose. Gravity. Anyway... Joe went out there to survey the damage. It's amazing to me. It stopped raining about 25 minutes ago out there in California, didn't it? When the story's like, well, through Thursday, it's going to rain. And here he is Thursday afternoon out there in fucking California. He's Johnny on the spot. Florida gets hit by a massive hurricane. And uh, he says, well, we'll get out there eventually. He did go out there eventually. He was out there for a very short period of time. But it took him about two weeks to get out there. I don't want to get in the way. Having the presidential entourage out there, it just gets in the way. It could disrupt things. Yeah, it sure fucking could. 
Thank God there's nothing to disrupt out in California, right, asshole? Still fucking raining. Mud is still sliding. People are still missing. And there you are at a podium talking about how fucking awesome your administration is and how you're going to just piss away a ton of our money rebuilding roads that every fucking time it rains, they get flooded out. All right, whatever. Well, I don't fucking care. I'm just waiting for California to fall into the fucking ocean, man. When I was a kid, promises were made. Promises were made. Anyway, Joe Biden sat there and he had his little event with uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and he wraps it up and he'll, and then you can hear a reporter fucking talk about how, hey, uh, what about this? And they're asked, there's reporters yelling about the document scandal. I have to assume this shit was planted. Not the, like the one question that eventually does get asked is so fucking stupid it's as to be unbelievable yet believable because it's coming from these assholes but it's so fucking stupid that if i've been watching or listening to a lot of this podcast of uh, victory the podcast about uh the, the entourage guys and that a lot of i'm so i'm re-watching episodes as i'm listening to episodes of that and there's a lot of smacking upside the head somebody says something fucking stupid and they whack turtle upside the head they Whack Johnny Drama upside the fucking head because he does something really unbelievably dumb. If the press corps were not a bunch of left-wing sissies who like, oh my God, you hit me. I, now I'm triggered forever. And like complaints would be fucking filed and lawsuits. There'd just be all sorts of shit that would happen if if one of these reporters kind of even gave somebody a slug bug. It'd be like, holy fuck, you just hit me. He tried to kill me. He came right at me. He was trying to kill me, <laughs> said the reporter from New the New York Times and consoled by NBC News. They'd get on TV going, how did the, especially if like Peter Ducey like slug bugged somebody. Peter Ducey was trying to kill me. <laughs> and Christopher Ray would personally come down and arrest him. It'd be a fucking nightmare, but hilarious. These assholes, with this question that it does eventually get asked, if they were normal human beings who weren't, you know, ballless fucking pussies, they'd look at this reporter, whoever this chick is who asked this question, and really just give her a smack in the back of the head, like, you know, one of those, not a real hard one, but like, what the fuck are you doing, you moron? Shut up, that's stupid. That kind of, think of the uh, stereotypical Italian dad. Think of Saturday Night Fever at the fucking dinner table, like, boom, hey, don't hit my head, that kind of shit. You're not trying to knock somebody unconscious. You're not trying to brain them or put them in CTE concussion fucking protocol or anything, but you just smack them upside the head like, what the fuck, man? Like a normal human being would. Anyway, we'll get to the stupid question in a second. What's amazing about this first clip of Joe Biden is he's just delivered a speech, just performed a speech. You can't say delivered. To deliver would be to imply that he understood what the fuck he was saying. What really happened was he read a teleprompter speech about, oh, my administration's going to come out here and take care of everything, and don't worry, disaster relief, blah, blah, fucking blah, as I make the I'm jerking off universal hand sign. And so he gets questions, he can hear all the questions are about the documents he stole. And he seems... He's mad. He's the angry man who's like pissed off that the kids aren't asking him the right questions. I'm old enough to remember that when the press said, 
to when Donald Trump told the press, you guys should be asking questions about X, Y, and Z, and they would come back righteously. Who the fuck do you think you are to tell us how to do our jobs and what to talk about? Joe Biden does the same goddamn thing, and they go, well, he's got a point. And don't worry, we'll be back there by like Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest. We'll be back to, to suck in your old ball bag. But don't worry, we just got to kind of pretend to give a shit about this now. So then Joe Biden says, you should be, you can't believe you're asking me about this when you should be asking me about any, he just gave a fucking speech. And it's abundantly clear that this old motherfucker can't remember what the speech was about. He can't remember. He can't remember the words he just read. He goes, oh, you know, somebody should be, you should really be asking me questions about uh, this shit that's going on. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't say shit, but he can't remember shit. Listen to this exchange. We owe more than I could take time to talk about today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, the only I, I will answer the question, but here's the deal. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on and The American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. Here's the deal, you little twat. Uh, What bugs me is that you don't ask me about uh, what's going on. At that point, I'd have said, okay, Mr. President, what's going on? Go ahead, finish that fucking thought. Circle back. Why don't you formulate a question I should ask, you senile son of a bitch? Because he doesn't fucking... You should be asking me about uh, what's going on. Well, this is kind of what's going on. I mean, honestly, what the fuck are they to ask him about? So you promised to write a big fucking check from federal taxpayers. So you're going to write that check? You got your checkbook? Wait, like, what the fuck? Are you, what is there to ask? Hey, you see that road over there that's washed out? So you're telling me that you're going to get that road fixed? All right, well, thanks for clearing that up, Joe. Ask me about what's fucking going on. You senile son of a bitch. How about you You tell us what's going on? Pop quiz. Quote yourself back to you. You just delivered five minutes worth of remarks that you read off a fucking teleprompter setup. Quote me one fucking sentence exactly as you performed it less than a minute ago. And I'll give you $10,000, Mr. President. How about that? How about that? Can't do it, can you, you senile piece of shit? So then the reporter gets the chance to ask the question. I don't know who this person is, but they really do deserve to have their head whacked. Just like, what the fuck, man? Of all the questions. And then you realize, you got to remember that the press is not only in the tank for the Democrat Party. They are also wildly stupid. I don't understand. People forget this all the time. And I cannot impress this upon you enough. As somebody who knows a lot of people who work in the news business, history began when they were about uh, 20, when they started paying attention to the news. So anything beyond that, they have no fucking clue what's going on. Not everybody's been nerding out on the news forever. They barely pay attention to it. They get a job so that they can get attention, so that they can get laid. In a lot of cases, they can make good money. It's a It's a good paycheck if you work in television most of the time. And it's not a whole lot of hard fucking work. They're dumb other than that. They're really fucking stupid. There's a difference between being intelligent and being able to string together a coherent fucking sentence and make a point and actually 
hold powerful people accountable through questioning and reporting of what they do and say and, and how those things differ. And just being a fucking tool piece of shit dumbass. And most of these people, they're all in the tank for the Democratic Party. But the bigger problem is that they're wildly stupid, too. So that when this woman gets a chance to ask the only question of the President of the United States about this scandal in more than a week, her dumbass fucking question is, do you regret not telling the American people for a week or before the election when these documents were discovered? Not any number of things like, hey, asshole, why'd you fucking steal those documents? Why'd you steal those classified documents? Why are they laying all over the fucking place? It's clear that you fucking accessed them since then, since you stole them. At no point did it occur to you that maybe you got to give these fucking things back or whatever it is. Any of that? No, no question like that. Hey, your degenerate son and all of his fucking foreign buddies who were paying him a fuck ton of money that you were getting a piece of uh, were rolling around your garage and in your vet and everything. Is that a problem for you? Or how about this one? How the fuck are you? What's wrong with you? How do you charge your son $50,000 a month to rent a house where the mortgage is like, I don't know, 20% of that maybe? Where the fuck do you... There are a million fucking questions. Instead, it's, do you regret doing this? Are you sorry, Mr. President? Can you tell us that you're sorry, Mr. President, so that we can move on? You're never going to do it again. Do you pinky swear that you'll never do this again? Jesus fucking... And then Biden, he's, he's such an arrogant ass. His answer is, fuck you. I'm not sorry at all. Because why? Because what's the pushback going to be from this dumb motherfucking piece of shit? But Mr. President, you sure you're not sorry? You sure you don't regret it? No. God, listen to this exchange. I'm exaggerating only slightly. But having said that, what's your question? Hang on. Okay, look. As we found... uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. There's no there there. Well, bullshit. You didn't call the fucking Justice Department, you cock-sucking douchebag. You got caught. You called the National Archives, which ain't calling the fucking Justice Department. Your lawyers called the fucking National Archives. It was the Inspector General of the National Archives who then alerted the Justice Department. Otherwise, you weren't going to go anywhere near the Justice Department, you dumb cunt. You senile piece of shit. And, of course, if the reporter were worth their weight in dog shit, and they are not, they are not, they're not, they would know these sorts of things. I'm just some asshole in fucking Maryland sitting in an office talking into a microphone, and I know this shit. This person's job, their goddamn job is to, like, know more than the public and get more information for the public, and this motherfucker doesn't seem to know anything. Do you Do you have any regrets? Are you sorry? Will you tell me that you're sorry, Mr. President, so I can get back to kissing your ass? Because this makes me uncomfortable. Doing journalism is hard, so can you just say you're fucking sorry? 
Eat a bag of dicks, you piece of shit. Choke on them. A bunch of high cholesterol dicks. God damn, these fucking people make me sick. And of course, that'll be the only question the President of the United States gets anywhere near before this thing blows over. And when he does, oh, I've already addressed this, your dipshit Colin, uh, colleague over there. That's why we need to bring back the fucking smacking somebody upside the head, the back of the head. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Somebody needs to tell this twat that she's a dumb motherfucker who should not be on the job. Her bosses aren't going to do it. They're too fucking stupid and they're in the No, nope. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Peter Ducey would end up with two hand casts on for the rest of his life and never be able to work his digits normally if he had to enforce the smack upside the head rule because that's all he'd fucking do. All he'd fucking do. Speaking of smack upside, I just got to play this audio. I played it on the radio. Uh, it's fucking beautiful. Our vice president, you sit there and you shake your head at what Joe Biden says. You just go, how can one human being be so goddamn stupid? How can somebody so stupid get so far along? And then you hear Kamala Harris talk on literally just about any fucking subject. And you have the same thought. But at least with Kamala Harris, you know how she got along, how she got her. You really got to wonder, like, who the fuck did Joe Biden run against? Was this guy like. Was he legally dead? Was I don't was he in prison? How the fuck can anybody lose to a young Joe all young Joe Biden is is a dumb motherfucker with a lot of energy. Now he's got less energy, but he's still a dumb motherfucker. Then you realize oh Kamala Harris oh Kamala Harris got her start because she probably doesn't have a gag reflex because she could suck dick. That's it. She she blew Willie Brown's blue Willie. That's fine, that's all well and good. Willie Brown liked getting his dick sucked. Who among us doesn't? Those of you who do not like to have your dick sucked, you can cast the first stone. I will be rock free. But I would never have taken anybody who was kindly enough to do that deed for me and then appoint them to some political position or really give them any kind of job reference based solely on that. You know, I wouldn't, you know what? She's an idiot. Jesus Christ, she's probably going to get you sued. Uh, people are going to get fired. Your company's got to stand a better chance of going out of business uh, with this moron uh, in your employee. But uh, you know what? Yeah, I give her the thumbs up for, for personal reasons. No. Kamala Harris took blowjobs to the White House. You know, that's, usually you get the White House to get you the blowjobs, ask Bill Clinton, but take the blowjobs to get to the White House. To demonstrate just how dumb she is, I get it. You get a staffer, her, whoever her speechwriter is, either she's the dumbest fucking person next to Joe Biden or her speechwriters are just this side of incredibly stupid, dumbest people on the face of the earth. Because she's gave a speech this week about electricity, about green energy. And she decides to talk about the electric grid. In the most basic fucking terms, I swear to God to you, she is not talking to a group of five-year-olds. I swear to you, you would think she was from this clip, but she is not talking to a group of five-year-olds. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses, and schools, and hospitals across our nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light, or charge your laptop, or plug in your air conditioner, 
or put leftovers in the fridge. You rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. She's not reading a fucking coloring book. She's not talking to a bunch of four-year-olds sitting around wondering how it is. Look at this. You flip a switch and then there's like the light comes on. Oh, it's it's evil. Burn them. Burn. No, she's talking. She was giving a speech to adults. She's giving a speech to adults. Now, as I'm listening to this shit, I remembered back to uh, Schoolhouse Rock days. Remember that shit? All I could remember was the chorus. Electricity, electricity. So I looked it up. I, I didn't know the rest of the lyrics. I thought, well, I wonder, uh, you know, that'll just be kind of a funny bit to have electricity, electricity. You listen to these fucking words. Now, this is only a minute of a three-minute Schoolhouse Rock song. But the words in this fucking song from whenever the hell this was, long time ago, and you can find it if you just search Electricity Schoolhouse Rock, the words, the lyrics of these fucking songs, this could be her fucking speech. I shit you not. It it describes in the most basic terms possible what almost, well, not the most basic terms possible because Kamala's speech was the most basic terms possible. But it describes in incredibly basic terms what the vice president just fucking said right there. When you're in the dark and you want to see, you need a... Electricity, electricity. Flip that switch and what do you get? You get a... Electricity, electricity. Every room can now be lit with just a... Electricity, electricity. Where do you think it all comes from, this powerful... Electricity, electricity. Through high wires to here it comes, they're bringing a... Electricity, electricity. Every building must be wired to use it to... Electricity, electricity. Power plants most all use fire to make it a... Electricity, electricity. Burning fuel and using steam, they generate... Electricity, electricity. Is that not exactly what that dumb piece of shit said, Vice President? If you turn on a, a light switch and a light comes on, it's voodoo magic. Oh, my God. You sit there and you go, fuck me. How did this person get in there? And then you realize, yeah, she probably doesn't have a gag reflex. You sit there and you go, close your god, big goddamn mouth. And then you say, well, if she'd have done that, she'd have never been any of the jobs that she's had in politics. Ah, uh, there's a lesson out there for somebody. It's just the wrong fucking one, isn't it? Makes you proud to be an American, right? Good God. Can we file a class action lawsuit against Willie Brown for what he brought forth on this country? Just to, just to get him a blow, just to get off. Ah, oh, good Lord. Anyway... That's about enough for today. I say, don't you? Fuck it. It's uh, Friday now. It's going to be Saturday by the time you hear this shit. So uh, how about we have a good weekend? Not worry about what these fucktards do and then uh, be back here and, well, be back to wherever you are on Monday to deal with the stupidity that will undoubtedly come down, rain down upon us, while as long as we've got these dumb motherfuckers around in the political world. 
God knows what next week will have in store but for us, but we'll be there to mock it and point out the hypocrisy and give you the truth behind all of it. Appreciate you listening. Have a great fucking week. This was the Week in Fucking Review. 